welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast that explores Christian faith, faith and, and practice, practice from a Reformed, Reformed Baptist, Baptist perspective. perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. What is up, Boo Boo? Nothing. What is up with you? Well, you know, it's um, it's been, uh, people were asking me, how was your week? You know, so that would be last week if you're listening to this. And uh, well, Jimmy was preaching, so I was able to like focus on some upcoming teaching that I got to mm. do. Um, it was good. The weekend was actually very chill yeah. for me. It was actually really nice. nice. I, had a, I had a good week. You good. know, I'm glad to hear that. Felt good. Saturday in particular. Saturday, we had no elders meeting. Ah, yes. Saturday had was nothing am- going and on. You know what? And we decided because, I mean, well, hold mm-hmm. on. Joe was doing me a great favor. Um, so typically we record on Saturday, Saturday mornings. Yeah. And, uh, I said, Joey, I'm preaching this week. It would really help me if I could, you know, if we record on Sunday because Saturday morning I could finish my sermon and then the afternoon I could spend time with the family. I'm sorry. What was that? What? Uh, okay. In the afternoon you could what? Spend time with the family. I'm sorry. What was that? Sleep in the sun. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Where I could sleep in the sun and, uh, uh, can you do me that? That's solid. And Joey did. Thank you, Joey. Well, yeah, it's no problem. You know, Sundays. Sundays, Monday, and I didn't have anything going on. Uh, by the way, when I sent you the notes for this, I sent it to Jen. Oh, why did you send it to Jen? I don't know. I sent the wrong thing. She just sent me a question mark. She said, a question mark? And I'm like, sorry, it was meant for Jimmy. Mm. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, good week, good Sunday, a good weekend, and uh, man, I'm so- Probably one of the best Sundays ever, I gotta wise. say. I got to say- Probably. Oh, how was first service? Was how was the attendance in first service? Uh, I wasn't there. When Jimmy preaches, by the way, he handles everything that I normally do. Yeah, so do. you don't have to do anything. So I don't do the prayer of confession or communion. Yeah, that's or how you do it, associates. <laughs> I just want you to understand. Hey, something. dummies. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. If you're gonna take the message, take everything else, so that the lead pastor can enjoy without any responsibilities. And guess who needs the reps? Like, if you're an associate, you probably need you the probably reps. You probably need the reps. Doing, I'm just doing a favor. You know, Jimmy don't need the reps, okay? Jimmy sets the bar on reps for all you other suckers. Boom. <laughs> and I need the reps. <laughs> yeah. no, man, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was really good. So, no, first service was good. Uh, I'm trying to think. Because we, so, we got did, rid of our mask policy. We did. But did you notice, uh, I don't think we increased capacity. That's the one I thing I don't know. I, I was confused on Slack. Yeah, I yeah I was confused. So too. it definitely felt. I I do wonder if people that normally go to the nine went to the eleven because the we had the picnic. Yeah, that so it happens. felt a little bit emptier, but it was it. I don't know. It wasn't like scarce or sparse. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. So I'm tell you what, man. I am super excited for Monday for tomorrow when we're recording on Sunday. So for this week, I'm really excited because. Um, I've been, I've been doing some new things. Mm-hmm. I've been trying some new things. I've been, I've been, I've been, can we talk about it? I've been working, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about it. So I don't, I, you ha- I, you haven't given me permission. I'm not like you. I'm not an overshare. And I went and looked to see if we had an elders meeting tomorrow night. We don't, Ooh. but I thought I heard Jeff earlier today. Like, I'm going to ask the elders tomorrow night at the meeting. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but just like me, Jeff don't know. Cause <laughs> if there's an elders meeting, I will not be making it. Yeah. Why not? I have a prior engagement. Oh, okay. It is. There's oh, nothing I, on the calendar. There's nothing I on the calendar. I didn't do it on Monday's episode. I should have done Monday's episode. Uh, it's it's Greg's birthday. Oh, so we're going. Where top are we golf. going? Top golf. Oh. And it's also uh, Paige's birthday. Can we smoke at Top Golf? 
I don't know. Mm. I mean, I'm not invited anyways, but I was just curious, you know, if I was going. I know when you kept saying we, I was like, this is, uh, so I, I know text, I'm not invited. I was like, it's I better fine. text Allison. <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Joey says he's coming. So I don't want to go anyways, man. I don't want to go where I'm not wanted. No, you're always wanted. Hey, Jimmy. Yep. Since you know so much, why don't you tell us why God loves the poor? Well, all right, I'm going to go ahead and read this question. So, okay, okay we're doing mailbag, apparently. Uh, are we? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, we got, got a few questions here. We're going to go with first names, I think, for pretty much all of these, just to keep it safe. Okay. So, David. Odell. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, right. He's, uh, God's heart is toward the poor, question mark. Message. The episode, Does God Love Everyone?, brought to mind something I hear said often that God's heart is toward the poor. It's often used to try to motivate social justice or sometimes to shame the way some ministries spend money. I never hear anyone articulate what exactly that means. Or yeah, do poor people have some special dispensation? Oh, I already know where this guy's at. Where God doesn't hate their sin. No, he's not there. He's he's asking about this, this perspective. Yeah, he believes in dispensationalism. <laughs> Odell. The, 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 oh, yeah. David uses that word. See, David dispensationalist. Mm -hmm. Dispensational David. Odellianism. Where God doesn't hate their sin, they aren't under wrath. I grew up poor. Our neighborhood earned the nickname Felony Flats. First of all, that's a that's a brilliant name. Yeah. I don't I, know if that's you know his. I, I think. But that's so okay, clever. Felony, I don't believe it. I, nobody. Nobody. Felony, okay, go ahead. But that that's. But you know that's a white neighborhood. Yeah, that's that, that felony flats is a white neighborhood on a CW show. Go ahead. <laughs> Most, not all of the people I encountered were drug addicts, alcoholics, and thieves. Yes. I could fill volumes with stories of violence, abuse of women and children, sexual abuse, rape, even murder. Now, don't you feel bad? In what way is God's heart toward the poor? And does the Bible even mean the same thing we do when we use the word? Love the podcast, David. Actually, he signed it Odell. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Um, you said his name already. Yeah. No, I knew I could say his last name. Uh, first of all, David, you know we're joking with you because you're a listener. We love you. You're part of the family. That's why we bust your chops. Thank you for the question. But I love Felony Flats. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. Felony Flats. And um, it was like the first draft of like uh, Daredevil that we're going to call a section Felony Flats. And he realized it's a little too on the nose. Couldn't quite call it Felony Flats. It was just a little too obvious. See, here's the thing. I actually don't know if I can believe you. Is that true? No, of course not. Dang but it, it is too obvious. You would, like A good nickname wouldn't call it felony flats. It would just be the flats, right? Which is super generic. Or they would be called F flats. It would be something else, not so obvious. But anyways, I'm just, I'm just picking on it from a storytelling perspective. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, yes, the, the Bible does uh, speak uh, in, a, in, in a number of different passages about the gospel being preached mm. to the poor, about uh, you know God having a, a heart towards the poor. And I do think it is used by some particular people or groups to try to push a particular agenda. I think here's all you need to know. Number one, uh, it does emphasize that God is compassionate. Yes. God is a compassionate God. He cares when people are hurting or suffering. And so poverty is a consequence of the fall. It's it it the the idea because that, of the toil working with the ground being hard is that yeah what, like it means like things don't work the way they're supposed yeah. to so you're you're not going to have what you need to survive I'm talking about real poverty here okay I'm not talking about like, oh man I, I couldn't I couldn't pay the pay the payment on my on my Lexus that I bought because I spent too I, I took out too big of a loan I'm not talking about real poverty like 
I can't pay rent. Like felony flats. Like the felony flats, right? We're like, hey, people are dying. There's drug abuse. There's all kinds of real problems. So, you know, poverty is a real problem and God is compassionate. So when when this starts to come up, make sure that you're not dismissing it. Make sure that you're saying, okay, God is compassionate towards his creation. He he loves what he has made and sin is grievous. And one of the manifestations of sin is the reality of poverty. I think mm. that's fair to say. And I think another thing is uh, it's fair to say is that the poor are often associated with the people of God, mm-hmm. right? And I think yeah. there's, I mean, even Jesus talks about like the, it's harder for the rich man to go through, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think part of that's because for a a poor individual, they're much more readily accepting of a gospel where you bring nothing. Yeah, because they have nothing, nothing, <laughs> right? Like it, it's it's good news that they're hearing that despite their situation, there is a God who loves them, creates them, that they are beautifully and wonderfully made. Yeah, right. There's a, there's a dignity that is brought with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where and and the church as ambassadors as witnesses mm-hmm. should be also, you know, embracing and talking about the dignity due upon them. Right. Right. Totally. Uh, as as image bearers, um, but the poor often associate with God's people because it. They're much more readily available. They're quick to, to grab on. Well, yeah, it's like anything. Like bef- Before a lot of us get help, we have to hit rock bottom, we say, right? Um, and uh, it's, you know what? There's a whole lot of padding at the bottom for a person who has money because there's a lot of cushions that you can lay down so you don't feel the, the that rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and when those things are stripped away, that's when you realize, you know what? I can't trust in my riches. I can't trust in my success. I can't trust in anything but the Lord. Um, and I would say also with this that while there are certainly examples of wealthy people in the Bible, m- much of much of the time, uh, the, what is what we learn about Christians is that they were not like anything to be made much of. Like Christians were a lot like Jesus. Like, ain't nothing special to look at. Like, who are you guys? Mm. You guys, are, you are the things that are not, and you are shaming the things that are. Like out of First Corinthians. So yes, take away God is compassionate. Um, take into this that. Like Jimmy said, the poor are oftentimes associated with the people of God mm-hmm. because they are oftentimes poor. Um, in spirit, yeah. Not always. Well, in spirit, like, is another thing, right? Mm. Because like the worldly, what do you mean? the worldly poverty that we do see as a consequence of the fall is sometimes used to highlight a spiritual kind of poverty. So this is when, like Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, yeah. right? And so, you know, when he says, blessed are the poor, if you read that in Luke and then in Matthew, it's poor in spirit. You know, why is there a, a change up there? Why, you know, why is there a, some sort of a difference in the way that it's worded? And one is probably shedding light on the former, right? To be poor in spirit is really the meaning that Jesus was going for. He's not necessarily saying you're blessed if you're poor, like economically, he's saying like, listen, you are blessed. The favor of God rests upon you when you recognize that you are spiritually poor, mm, that you have That you nothing. are spiritually bankrupt. Yeah, you have nothing. Like your best gifts, your best abilities, all that stuff doesn't nothing. amount. It doesn't amount to anything. It doesn't move the needle of God's heart. Like you don't have anything to make you attractive to God. You have nothing yeah. to barger, yep. bargain with or barter with. Yep. God sees you and and could justly condemn you but he chooses to love you mm. and it's only the person who is poor in spirit who has faith ultimately in that gift that is offered to the undeserving so does god love the poor well yeah god loves everybody i don't think he has a special love for the poor i think he has compassion on the poor like he has compassion on people who are hurting in a variety of ways he's compassionate yeah. jesus yeah. is compassionate and we should be too and so yeah there are there are some implications for us you know, don't be hard-hearted towards yep, the poor. Don't yep. assume that you know them. Don't assume that you know their story. Mm. You know, and a guy, a guy. Don't like, assume when you give a gift, they're gonna go. Uh, 
you know, blow it on an alcohol or, or weed. Yeah. Or some other legal substance. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's all legal now yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, but, but really, like, like you don't know. You don't you know. You don't. And, and it's like, and a guy like David knows this because he grew up in the hood, apparently. He, he understands. Hey, listen, there's all kinds yeah. of people in the hood. And there are, there are bad guys, there are good guys. But like, well, one thing they all got in common is no money. They're poor. Mm. And God is compassionate towards that. Thanks, David, for uh, writing in. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe. Yeah. What about this one from? Cassie. Cassie. All right. So she says, sharing the gospel with a Christian. Her message title oh. is, hi, guys. Hi, guys. With S-Z-S. S-Z-S. Cassie. No, we're in America, bro. Don't say Zed. What? We're in America. We say Z, not Zed. Sorry. Yeah. I still Be add contextual. Use. I still add use to like color. Anyways. <laughs> Cassie from Colorado. She says, thank you for your diligence in producing the show. You're, You're welcome. welcome. I'm a listener of about four years. Woo, she's OG and have been blessed greatly through your podcast. I got to get with those banter of truth times. A question that has been heavy on my heart for quite some time is this. How can I effectively share the gospel with a friend that grew up heavily involved in the church from a young age and continues to serve and attend faithfully? However, they do not seem to have any affection for Christ nor desire for his true lordship over their life, only emotional fulfillment alone. Only and alone makes it a redundant statement, Uh, Cassie. You could just use one of those. Anyways, uh, I am constantly praying for this person and was even able to share the gospel using the share Jesus without fear method. How can I continue to be faithful to Christ in this friendship in addition to praying and fasting? Is it appropriate to ask point blank if they understand their sin before God and their need for redemption through Christ? What types of seeds can I plant? Thanks a bunch. Appreciate you and wondering if it might be unladylike to take up cigars no well you guys take care and may you be surrounded by the grace of and love of our lord jesus christ peace all right let's do the easy one first the easy question so hold on i'm gonna say this though yeah all right we don't know this individual don't know her but you know what i love she was she didn't say whether it was a male or female i was like i was trying to Mm. see if her friend was a male or female she was intentional yeah she was well done. Well done. Because yeah. I'm like, is this a flirt to convert? You know, like what's going on here? What is, who's this individual? Yeah, it's a friend who grew up heavily involved. So but- they do not seem to have. <laughs> they, they, they are their pronouns or are you just trying to keep it nondescript? Uh, uh, she's keeping it nondescript. That's right. And you know what? Well done. You are not an overshare like Joe Thorne. She's not praying for him or her. She's praying for this person. <laughs> 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 Which means it's a dude. No, so no, it anyway, might not. No, it might be. Maybe, no, it it's might a dude, maybe, it's a bro, maybe her friend bro might him. hear the podcast at one point yep, and okay. she just wants to make sure that they don't, you know. Uh, listen, even if he does hear the podcast. Or her. Well, okay, if he hears the podcast. Her. They will know that uh, that you're asking because you actually care about them. You're a good friend. That's right. Great you friend. You are a good friend. So first of all, the easy question is, it is not unladylike to smoke a cigar. No. In fact, you, I'll tell you what, and you go into a cigar shop pretty much anywhere in the country and you go in there and smoke a cigar and hang out with the guys, you will be the belle of the ball. Everybody's going to love hanging out with you because it is different. There's just not a lot of ladies. And so anytime a lady is cool enough to just come in and hang out and smoke and talk about whatever, politics, art, news, doesn't matter what it is, uh, man, like it's just cool. And it, there might be a creepy guy in there, but most of the guys that you're going to run into are just super cool and they just, they think it's great. So 
don't worry about it. Not unrelated, like super cool. Um, yeah, that's the that's the easy one. All right, so, all right. Yeah, that that's the easy one. All right, move on. How are you going to get in uh, to the, a gospel conversation with this person? So apparently, you're drawing the conclusion. We don't know if you're right. We're going to assume that you're right. This is a person who's been in church their whole life, and uh, they seem to affirm Christianity and the gospel, but they don't have real affection. Uh, you're 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 concerned that they don't have real faith is the issue. Um, in my in my what in my experience, then there's a couple of things. One is to be sharing what you are learning. Like this is a soft level uh, sort of approach. You start to share. Hey, here's what God's teaching me. God's reminding me of this, and you start to legitimately share what God is teaching you about the gospel, about your dependency on Christ, about your relationship with the Lord, about whatever it is. And just by sharing what you are learning, what God is teaching you, you get to communicate that to them, and then they can benefit from it. In terms of soft and easy approaches, that's got to be it. That's the mm. easiest. That's the easiest level. On another level, though, if they are a real friend, if you actually have a relationship, then which the, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. do. Then there should. There's nothing wrong with you saying, "Hey, man, talk to me about your or girl." Yeah, but "Hey, man" is a colloquialism. Yeah, like yeah. like well, girls listen, call they, girls bro. They, 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 girls they, 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 call they, 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 girls bro. It's. It, I'm just saying it's a colloquialism. Or girl, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, but hey, man, a man or a woman. Okay, sure. Whatever. Um. You just say, hey, you can share about your maybe your, where you're at and what you're going through, what you're struggling with. That might be a good segue. Hey, I'm struggling with this right now. Mm. How are you doing? What's going on with your spiritual life? What's your relationship with the Lord like? And I don't mean like, are you going to church or whatever? I mean like, like, what is your relationship? Like, with this Christ is not like? like a Trojan horse, right? No, like it's a legit not, question. It's a legit question. Uh, it's not a Trojan horse. You're not trying to goad them in. But I think, as as Joe said, you guys are obviously close. Like, you have a in a, a love and affection for your friend, and so I think it's it's like I asked Joe. I have a love and affection for Joe. I will you have ask a funny Joe. Way of showing it. What? Mm-hmm. I'll ask Joe. Don't throw me off like that. Like, come on. Why, why would you say that to me? I, why would, why would you, why would you treat that? me the way you treat me? I, don't I treat know. you well. Oh, yeah? I treat all so my ex- wives well. Yeah, exactly. That's why you don't have your <laughs> pants on right now. You're sitting in the office. Stop. There's that, no context for that comment. Uh, I know. So why Ho- would you say something that they, was so hope, crazy? Hopefully like they that. learned it from one of the other episodes. I, I'm just saying, why would you say something so crazy? Why would you do something so crazy? All I'm asking is, this is pretty nutty of you. And I'm going to continue and say okay. that uh, you obviously have this effect. And, and I have a love and affection for Joe. And I'll ask Joe. Stuff, but okay. Oh my gosh, I do. Okay. Yeah. What are you talking about? Why are you doing this Where, right well, now? I, where's my invitation to Top Golf? That's not my birthday. But you're going. Of course. I was invited to a birthday party. And your plus one is me. My wife. Oh, stop it. <laughs> my plus one is my wife. Whatever. Anyways. So I have this love and affection for Joe and it's waning. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> but I'll ask him like, hey, how are things going? Right. You just did. You legit just did in a very specific way. Yeah. Ask me how things were going before we started recording. Of course. Because I, I'm invested. I care. I, I'm praying. Right. It's for the podcast. Um. It's not for the. I've never shared those things. No, I mean you're invested in the podcast. If, if, if there's, a, you know, you want the podcast. And sometimes your friends just assume the worst of you. <laughs> I don't know how else to word it to that, but it's okay to ask those questions. And I'm not offended. Like no, you I never want are. him. To, like like I'm like, oh wow, that, that that person. Like you follow up with somebody who said, hey, pray for this, or if you notice something and you go back. Most people, most people, not everybody, or most people, are like, hey, thanks, man. That means a lot. Yeah. You'd be yeah. surprised. You, some of us, like me, like I'm an introvert and I don't like initiating stuff. Um, like I had to learn the hard way, like follow up on somebody. If you haven't seen somebody in a while, say, hey man, how are you doing? I missed yeah. you. 
And like, I would be afraid they're going to think I'm like, I'm chastising them for not being somewhere or not reaching out to me. Um, but what they, what they really genuinely hear is, oh, wow, they actually care. They noticed. Exactly. That's what people want. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. So I would, yeah, I think in terms of, you know, how do you evangelize a person who's been Christian? Um, there's, there's a lot of ways to do it. A lot of people that are raised in the church, sometimes it's honestly, it's a book or a sermon. There's a book, like a, like one of John Piper's sermons has been famously used to convert a ton of people that grew up in the church. Uh, it's just led to tons of people getting converted. Um, Milton Vincent has a book, uh, a gospel primer for Christians, get homeboy or homegirl that book mm. and, uh, and just lay it on them because it's such an amazing, tiny little book, super powerful sort of like me and uh it's got both poetry in it and it's that. got uh you know prose in it or whatever it, it, it's got a good balance man great book might be a good thing to do maybe maybe get something like that and say hey why don't we read this together that'd be fun yeah. i'm trying i'm trying to find somebody and you're being honest like hey i would like to read this book with somebody i'd like to read it with you that'd that's be cool good. i like it yeah yeah it's really good all right let's see we got uh, what about bible study time jimmy here we go jordan says mm-hmm. hey guys i am I'll, I'm, I'll, how do you put I, I, apostrophe M. So I'm, 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 I'm very grateful for your ministry and laughs offered through this. Po- All right. Now I kind of feel bad. No, that's what he wanted. No, because Nicholas, <laughs> look at Nicholas might have, he might be for somewhere else. So I'm very grateful for your ministry and the laughs offered through this podcast and the podcast itself. God has really shown me a lot of what's going on in my heart through your biblical wisdom. We do have a lot. Of Jordan, that's wisdom. very kind of you And to say. very insightful for you to see how much wisdom we possess. No, but thank you, Jordan. That yes, was very you nice. are correct. I wanted to ask for some practical advice on Bible study and time management. I've listened to your episodes on the ransom method and want to see if you had any applications to an early riser Monday to Friday work week. Mm-hmm. I've struggled to implement time with God while wedding planning, group nights, therapy, and family time. Well, you he got busy. a full load. He busy. I'm about to say, Jay, you got a full load, bro. Yeah. Wedding planning? Group? Wait, what are you doing for the wedding planning, though? Well, You're may, supposed may, to show up. Maybe. Yeah. But listen, maybe he's very involved. Not like what? you. Not like you. Maybe he cared. Were you involved? Yes. Oh. I said no to the <laughs> ice sculpture. That, that was, was your that was one level. thing? I was like, yes, dear. And then she was like, what about the ice sculpture? I'm like, no, we're not doing that. All right. All right, wedding planning, group nights, so probably like Bible study. Yeah. Therapy and family time. So therapy is probably personal therapy, like mental health therapy, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and family time. Yep. Yeah, All yeah. that takes a All lot. That's, listen, that's a lot on, on top of you just work. No, listen, Jordan's got a lot going on. I, I'm mad props. And let's say this. Some people have more flexible time for devotional practices yeah. than other people. That yeah. does happen. So sometimes some people are very heavy uh, loaded, overloaded, and that might be you. Jimmy, uh, what do you, what's your advice? Practical advice on Bible study and time management. So we've talked about this in the past. And I think it's, it's good to reiterate. Uh, I find personally um, setting that time. So if you're an early riser, as you said, I think you said uh, uh, for an early riser, Monday to Friday work week, get up earlier. That's that's my biggest thing is I would say, you know, get up earlier. Mm-hmm for another 10, 15 minutes and do kind of that study. So, oh, so it doesn't have to be like an hour earlier. It doesn't have to be like an hour and a half earlier. I don't earlier. think so. I, I would say if you're going to do your study and, and and you listen, you could do the ransom study method, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, right? Yeah. And I think that's all the extra time you need. Tell you what, you start doing, you just give yourself 10 extra minutes. 
if you if you start vibing with it, then you can extend it. it you'll just but start it, but just start at the ten. Yeah, just Absolutely. something, just totally something. Agree. And so uh, for me, I, I prefer doing it in the morning. Um, but now I'm I'm a little bit more flexible, right? Like I'm a little bit more flexible in the sense that um, even though, all right. So I do a lot of European business. So, well, Latida, Latida, and so uh, when I wake up, um, I the first thing I'm doing is checking all my messages from Europe. Now, this is bad habits for like most of you. you most people do not need to be getting up and checking their messages, but because of your unique business situation, you have to do this. I, I need to do it yeah. because of the time change. Right. So what I do is well before I get to that though, I get up. And I do my personal study. Oh, you even do your personal study before you do that? Of course. Yeah. Well, don't say of course, because some people might not. No, they, they, they don't. That's fine. I personally, I know if I don't do that, then I'm not going to do it. Mm. So I find See, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were saying that you did that first because you had to get right to it before mm. you did your devotions. Okay. So even though you have to get up early to deal with business overseas, you get up even earlier to make to, sure you have time with the Lord. And that's it. Because uh, I am an like, so Michelle and I are different in when I'm up, I'm up. Right. It's no warm up. Yeah. I don't, I don't need an hour to get into it. Yeah. I'm up, I'm up. And so right when I get up, go take care, you know, spend my time. Then I can go through my emails and start going through, you know, uh, uh, what's going on for the day. Then I get dressed and, uh, so I'm 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 oversharing a lot here because no, it's helpful. The last part of it is when I'm in my car, that time from my house to the office is my prayer time based on the study and mm -hmm. the prayer requests that I know from. I'm praying for individuals. My list, and you got a little more time now these days. Yeah, so I'm a little, little bit longer of a because period. of a little. Yeah, so for me, that's that to me. Then by the time I get to the office to start with my U.S. stuff, mm -hmm. I'm. I'm I'm good to go. You're prayed up. I, mean, I know that that sounds like like silly, but like no, that's like listen. You want to be prayed up. You want to be like communing with the Lord. Yeah. And it so it it takes obviously, and you know this, Jordan. Like it takes intentionality. Uh, and that that's just it. I'm, I'm very very intentional. Jimmy's a very disciplined, dude. Uh, in his in his organizational yeah life. yeah yeah. Not my snacking. I'm not. Well, I didn't say anything about that. <gasps> well, you're about to say obvious. Obviously, no, I wasn't about to say obvious. I wasn't going to say anything about it. I was just saying like Jimmy is very disciplined, but again, that's something that he's been working for a long time. Mm -hmm. So like when Jimmy says that, it sounds easy. Let me assure you, it is not. Mm -mm. It's not. And just because, by the okay, by the way, everybody, by the way, by the way, just because somebody like Jimmy or Brian Malcolm, they are more gifted and they have strengths in these areas of organization. It's it's not fair to go. Oh, well, that's just easy for them. And no, it's no, hard it's for not. me. It's not. No, it's easy. not. Listen, they're better at it, but it's still the same amount of work. It's See, the this, same amount of work. But this is why we annoy everybody else because uh, we know what it takes to get there. And when we see it not happening when someone's supposed to, yeah. it's like, just do that thing. Yeah, just do the thing. Just yeah. do the thing. I, I know you hate it. I hate it too. Yeah, well, but it's easy for you. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's I've, the, I've just learned to do it. And again, it's like, okay, it's e it's easier for an Olympic athlete to run a mile at a full sprint than it is somebody else, right? It's okay. So it's easier, 
but it takes just as much effort in yeah. that like they're running at a full sprint yeah they've put in the time and the effort to train themselves they still have to put all that energy yeah it's still a ton in fact it's more energy because they're doing it faster more yeah. efficiently yeah so like listen that's something that i had to learn because i used to just be like oh well that's just so some people are just good at that and i'm not so there you go and that's just really a, no, a, a it, cop out it's a total no cop it's that they've trained themselves yeah they've trained themselves to do it mm -hmm. you know um and they put in the time. So, like, I, th I think of wrestling you know, only because, like, like you know. The professional I mean, wrestling. Yes, go ahead. No, stop yes, it. go. You know, like. Uh, Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, like, you know, I I, I see someone like Izzy. Yeah. Izzy real wrestling. Right? Yeah. Like, real. He's a great wrestler, great coach. And, you know, he sees kids and he trains kids. And his whole thing is, like, he can, he can help you develop it, but you have to be the one that's yeah. willing to, you know. Totally. Like, and so that's the difference between kids. Some kids are like. They got like, a motor. No, you know what? I'm going to say it like this. I know it's a Thursday episode, but I want to put this out. This there. is not a Thursday. Oh, it is. There, yeah. Like my brothers uh, were a lot better than me at wrestling. They had a lot of things. Right? Yeah. A lot of well, wrestling. They were. So Dustin, Dustin was a, a state champ. A yeah. Times. Mm -hmm. Right. And. Don't fight Dustin. Don't pick a fight no, with Dustin. But see, here's the thing about Dierte. He was never. Sorry, we call him the deer tag. Yeah. Uh, Dustin was never the most technologically sound wrestler. Technically, yeah. No, he was never the Not technical. No, no. Yeah, okay, sorry. He was never the technical wrestler. Um, but he had heart. Like mm -hmm. you can see, he Rudy. worked. He worked harder than everybody else. Simon, Simon was a lot more technical. Ah. So much better. But he never achieved what mm -hmm. Dustin did. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't have the same heart, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, and so I think what we were talking about that analogy where you think like, well, some people are just born better this way. No. It's those people that are willing to work hard. And even at administration and even at being intentional. Right. It's those people that are willing to work hard that are going to achieve the goal. Yeah, leverage what you have. Yeah. Some people don't have the skills, but they have heart. Yeah. Some people don't have, maybe they don't have it, but they have the skills. You leverage either one yep. and push yourself to the best of your abilities. That's it. I think it's really good. So yeah, man, listen, pick a time, start small. Start small. And don't mess with my brother, all right? Yeah, Dustin will wreck you. He'll, he'll half Nelson oh, you he'll, to death. He'll, he'll give you the dirty deer tag. You're, uh, and you you, but you'll get it. You don't want... I, <laughs> You don't want that. You don't want the dirty D. Like I'm telling you now, the, the he will he will tie you in a knot and give you the dirty D. Oh, he and is. You will just the dear Tay. You'll never is, recover. No, you can't. This is over. I remember I was like playing around when I moved back. I moved back. Oh, from, really? This yeah, is when you moved was, as an adult? As an adult, it, it was us three, and we're uh, oh, uh, no. it was just us at the office, and I we're just playing this. around. So, and all of a sudden, we just start wrestling. Oh, no. and I got whooped up. I was like, ah, ah. Ah, I just tap pineapple, yeah. pineapple. Like yeah, that's <laughs> my safe, safe word. word. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, get me out of this, get me out of this. Wrestlers are scared. In high school, man, I wasn't afraid to fight any football. High, and I'm a little guy. Like I just wasn't afraid. I, in general, I did not even play with a wrestler because they could legit just tie me in a knot. Like I wouldn't. There's no. And wrestlers are tough. Even if I got a couple of good cracks on them, like pop, pop, they would just absorb that. Yeah, and then. Eat, they eat, eat it. me alive. Yeah, they were like, oh, they love it. Yeah. Num, 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 oh, num, num, num. Yeah, don't, I don't, I ain't playing with wrestlers. Man. Wrestling, uh, one of the greatest sports for kids to get into. So I was wrestling uh, Izzy's older brother. Izzy's good. Yeah. His older brother, Nate Dog. No way. Was not as good, but tough oh, as could be. Okay. And I would be wrestling Nate Dog. 
And as we're wrestling, he was just like, num, 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 num. And I'm like, what do you do? He's like, he's like, num, 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 num. I'm going to eat you alive. I'm like, ha, ha. I want to switch partners. He's psyching you out, man. He's like, num, 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 num. Yeah, I don't I don't want to wrestle a guy that's doing that. I don't want to wrestle any guy who knows what he's doing. But the guy doing that, I definitely know he knows what he's doing. Num, 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 num. All right, we got one last email. All right, here we go. This go. This is a callback to uh, the episode that we did. Oh, you know what? I really like this question. Yeah, it's a really good. And we actually got this from a bunch of you. A, like a lot yeah. of you sent no, this, this in. No, this is a really, really great question. So uh, the subject is hymns and heretics. It's an episode that we did. You can check it out. And it's all about, hey, man, is it wrong to sing a song from a, a songwriter who uh, has bad theology if the song itself is solid in its theology? And our basic answer was... It's fine, but you got to take other things into consideration. And for us, we will sing a Bethel song here or there because our church is so solidly theologically oriented, and our people want, are not wooed by the you know the various origins of songs that we might sing. So, but listen to that for more on that. Here's the email. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> Hi guy. First off. I'm a regular listener. I absolutely love you guys. The camaraderie, the banter that you bring to important theological issues. Thank you. Secondly, I am one of those pastors that has said that we won't sing anything from Hillsong Bethel and even Elevation Worship. By the way, not a bad policy to have. It's not a wrong for you to have that policy. I greatly appreciate your perspective and have gleaned much from it, but I was wondering how you would process through supporting their ministries with mm -hmm. royalties paid through CCLI Song Select. I don't have my glasses on, so this is like, oh, it is God. why we took the hey, drastic the, turn that we did, did right, right or, or wrong, wrong. And I just wanted to see if there's something that I'm missing or possibly neglecting in our decision to do so. There's a lot of background to background. why background Not to background. why back background to why I made the drastic shift as well due to the church very much going in the direction of Hillsong Bethel prior to God calling me here. I don't believe my decision was misguided, but oh, spell he spelled right? it wrong. Misguided. No. Yeah, misguided. Misguided. <laughs> but I did want to see your thoughts on the we don't believe in or want to point people to them, but we do support them with royalty scenarios. Thanks, guys, and I greatly appreciate you. Why are you coming at us, Daniel? No, this was fantastic. No, Daniel, we got a bad no, no, dude coming all passive aggressive not at us. At You're all. a jerk, man. Not I don't, at why don't you all. unfollow, unsubscribe? <laughs> Joe's triggered. <laughs> no, um, you know what? When I saw that question come by, I was reading it and I saw it for a few people. I was like, I did not consider that perspective. I did. Oh, so I did not talk about it. So let's but, talk. I, but 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 we didn't actually talk about it at No, we all. didn't. We didn't. Yeah, and um the reason I didn't include it, we didn't include it is cuz it's so obvious. It's such a basic thing that uh, I thought any of our listeners would already know, but I guess we have to explain it. <laughs> no, I'm uh, just kidding. It's a it, it is a fair question and it is a good question. First of all, uh, Pastor Daniel, um, you and we would agree with this, and we even said this on our podcast. Your church was moving in the direction of yes. Bethel Hillsong. You should not be singing Bethel. It's probably Hillsong. best not to yep. just just kill that, right? Because you you constantly have to look at the culture of yes. your church, the direction yes. of your church, and you have to respond accordingly. Yep. You want to remove all distractions and anything that would move the church in the direction of away from. Uh, the truth. So it uh, sounds like you did the right thing, the yep. thing that Jimmy would do or that I would do in that situation. Yep, absolutely. In our situation, we are so upfront obvious. We use buzzwords like Calvinism and limited atonement upfront. <laughs> like we don't care we just, where we're at. So everybody knows. Yeah. We're if not, you're coming here. We're not drifting anywhere. No. Nope. Our people know what's up. So um, 
on the royalty issue, it's a it's a really good question, and it really comes down to: um, Is it wrong for you to spend money on things that are going to be used by people who don't know or love the Lord, or are going to use these things for um, ungodly causes? So think like, well, I, back in the day, it was well, we're not going to the Southern Baptists. We're going to boycott Disney. You know why? Because they have gay day. That's right. Gay day at Disney where they let all the gays come in and it's all gay. <laughs> it was like it's all thing. All, all for real. This was a thing. Oh so there was a boycott from Disney. Of course, no real. I don't think. No, I'm that being said, I'm probably not going on that day. Probably. I don't know. Is it cheaper? <laughs> I don't know. Is it more expensive or cheaper? Is it the same? Is it less crowded? If the now, lines hold, are. Now, the hold line, on. Hold what on. If the what lines what did the Southern Baptist. What did they think of the photo of you and Steve McCoy? <laughs> Okay, so there is this photo there is in this the photo. 2006 Listen, Southern Google, Baptist Convention. Google image. You're going to find it I'll online. Just, I'll put it up. So in 2006, I used to go to all the Southern Baptist Conventions. Steve McCoy, he was a oh, pastor up here. Gosh. I used to go to all the Southern Baptist Conventions. We drove to South Carolina. Amazing. Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, Olin Mills was there doing family portraits and couple portraits. And so um, we walked up and we're like, hey, guys, what's up? And they're like, hey, guys. And we're like, can we do a portrait? And they were like, this was 06. And uh, they were like, yeah. They thought it was funny. We're like, we'll do a couple's portrait. <laughs> and so Steve and I posed as a couple in a portrait. Olin Mills <laughs> thought it was very funny. Some of the other people there didn't <laughs> didn't find it as funny as we did. It somehow got- First of all, I want you to know, yeah. I think it's gold. I, I do too. I'm not ashamed of it. I think it's wonderful. It has made its way through a collection of like, Olin Mills worst photos of all time. It's been circulated <laughs> around the country in memes. It's wonderful. So what were we talking about? Uh, gay day. Oh yeah. So uh, Southern Baptist boycotted Disney because they were supportive of trans LGBTQ before that was even a thing that was called LGBTQ. Um, they would have gay day. Hey, we just want to welcome gay people. This is the day we let all the gay people come or we get, I don't know. It's like whatever. And so Southern Baptist. We're so funny in what we boycott. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We still go to Cracker Barrel. Yeah, wait. What? We're not going to boycott obesity. No. Why? Well, well, no, because then we'd have to boycott ourselves. Yeah. And that would not be good. So um, it'd be people are like, oh, well, doesn't Levi support this agenda or doesn't this company support that? And so it, for me, it, it, it sort of all kind of equals out into the same issue. If I am purchasing a good or a resource, if I'm using something that is genuinely useful in and of itself, what they do with the money that I give to them is on them and up to them. In fact, I do think this is reflected in scripture. You mm. know, Paul talks about meat being sacrificed to idols. Oh, so, you went there. Good. So, so like in Romans 14, well like done, first Joey. Corinthians and all this, like, there was this issue, like you could go and you could buy meat that was sacrificed to an idol. Now, Paul's whole point is that meat is good. That's some good meat. That's right some there. good. That's I tender. like that meat. That's tender. Don't worry about it. And if you're going to somebody's house and you have scruples about where they get their meat, don't ask. Shut your mouth. Enjoy that meat. Right? That's his point. Right? Mm -hmm. That's what he says. In other words, you're supporting a satanic practice when you buy that meat because they're going to take that money that you bought, that you gave them for that meat that was sacrificed to an idol. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to go sacrifice more meat to that false god. They're going to continue in their satanic ideology. What they do with their money is on them. I am not concerned about buying a product or a good from somebody who is um, 
atheist, Muslim, satanic, gay, lesbian, transgender. I, like, if they've produced something that is good and useful, then I'm okay. At, my conscience is clear in buying it. The caveat comes from, and, and Paul gets into this, if you know that somebody is struggling, then you got to take that into consideration because what you don't want them to do, it, the issue is not making them uncomfortable. The issue is tempting them to do something against their conscience. Yes. And so I am not about to tempt somebody to go against their conscience and I am not about to do something that's going to encourage them to go down a path of a bad theology or ungodliness. So that's why there is a contextual element to this issue. But in terms of supporting, um, you know, What's the guy who he like he, he doesn't have his shirt on and he was just like came out because he had an affair and what? he's Justin Bieber's pastor and his pants are always oh, super oh. low. He always wears those fake glasses. Oh, what's his name? Anyways, um, if there's a song that has come out from their church that happens to be a biblically faithful song, I actually I don't know who wrote it. I don't know the background. Of, I'm not overly concerned if a church uses it or not. What I am concerned about is the direction of your church the influences in your church. Mm. Uh, that's what I'm more concerned about. And so for us, it's not an issue. For other churches, it very well could be. So um, if if we had a if we had a, a large segment of our people that had escaped, say, um, a, an abusive church and were singing those songs, it might be time to revisit whether or not mm. we should be singing those songs that that church wrote because we know that they've been traumatized by that and maybe they're going to be compelled to go back to it. or I don't know. So there, there are some caveats in there, but I don't think giving somebody money for something that they produce because they might use it in an ungodly way has anything to do with me. That's my take. I could be wrong. So I want you to know you convinced me before I even got to say my answer. Well, good. You, you can embarrass yourself. Me. You convinced me <laughs> because I had gone into this episode thinking, yeah, I had not considered like the financially supporting the, you know, fan, financially supporting yeah, that individual. Because it doesn't feel right. Like, you know, it doesn't like, feel right. Because yeah. I feel like, all right, you know, because because oh, here's the worldly part of me. I'll vote with my money. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, OK, I'm not going to support. We listen, we do that as a church. We're like, oh, they're trying to. They're trying to cancel my pillow. Those liberals go buy my pillow. First of all, we don't have anything. Our church. What are you talking about? We no, do no, that no, as a no, church. no. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about like, sorry, that was more Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's your second church, Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, hey, go Chick-fil-A, support Chick-fil-A. Right. You know, like we we vote, we, we go, we support financially these, you know, these groups are, uh, causes that are important to we us. We do like to support people that we agree with. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's then great. in my mind, I'm like, oh, well. If I'm supporting them, you know, if I'm giving them money, but you convinced me. Well, I, before I even got to say I my thought, I could be wrong. You could be, but it, if Probably you not. are, if you are, I'm with you. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Well, listen, we love when you guys send us emails. Uh, we love the messages and we read them all. We cannot respond to them all. I'm so sorry we get too many, but we really appreciate it. We love that you listen. We're so grateful that you tell your friends to listen. And that's one of the great ways that you can support the podcast, right? Maybe you can't sign up for all access. You can tell your friends to listen. Spread the word. Let them know. If they like fun and they like good theology, then this is for them. If they only like good theology, but they don't like fun, then maybe they won't like it. They don't like this. But thank you, especially to those of you 
who are signing up for all access because it's going to allow us to do more things coming up in the near future that we're really excited about. So stay tuned for that. But we love that you're subscribing to the all access where we give you devotions five days a week. We give you an extra podcast called Banter of Truth. And there's going to be some more stuff coming. You know, I'm about to say that because I'm going to go through my spiel. But I wanted to say it my but way. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through my spiel. No, but you, but, and at the end, it says it. Yeah, but, but so I'm, like not, fresh pot, you I'm not doing a spiel. You're doing a spiel. No, 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 you do no, a spiel. No, no, I speak no. from the heart. I speak from the well, heart. It's from my heart, too. Listen, like Spurgeon I, said, I want you guys to hear you me. you read prayers like a Lutheran. I just want you guys yeah. to hear what I have to say right now. Okay. Okay. I'm well, just going to say it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at DocaDevo or on Facebook slash Dr. Ed Devotion. You can head to the website, DrFosha.com. There you can contact you. Sign up for the email blast. You the store, JoeFosha.com and grab some gear. We got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got that blog post and video content over the website. And you know what? Since you hadn't heard about it yet, I'm going to tell you about it now. We got that all access exclusive content. We got banter of truth on Tuesday. We got weekday wisdom Monday through Friday. Head on over to doctrineanddevotion.com slash all access and register today. Later. Later.